Hello and welcome to another Octal FM soundbite. I'm Gelada. And I'm Saffron. And uh, back in episode 67 of the main show, uh, we talked about, Seth, you getting uh, an electric car, a brand new mm-hmm. uh, Nissan Leaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we thought that it was about time, you know, it's been, what, nearly a couple of months since you had it? Since you got yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I've only, I've, I think I've owned it for like three months now. Yeah. And so, you know, you've you've used it a little bit more and I was like, oh, I'm interested to hear any anecdotes of, you know, <laughs> things going wrong or or things only going right. Um, and so, yeah, I thought we'd do a little brief uh, update in a soundbite of uh, how you've been getting on. So, And you've had the opportunity to drive it now too, haven't you? Like I have. I came down was, to land and you gave it a go. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And yeah, so how, how has it been? Like, so far, everything's been pretty much bang on, exactly as I described in that episode, in terms of the normal day-to-day usage. Mm. I'm still having the same problem as I was with the like Android Auto of just mm. randomly crashing and i've decided that it's not the car it's my phone i think because the car stays normal and then my phone sort of like beeps a couple of times and then it loads it back up again so interesting it seems to be the app crashing for one reason or another rather than my car doing anything wrong or like mm. a physical connection problem or something mm. it, i found i can just simply press the android auto button on the car after like 10 seconds and it'll just load it back up again so there's nothing wrong with the cable or anything like that so yeah that's the biggest kind of grumble really uh, other than that other weird design choices and this has only come up recently because it's been a bit rainy up here over the past couple of weeks is Hmm. the i don't remember touched on this i definitely touched on the auto headlights but the auto windscreen wiper as well is just rubbish it doesn't it either goes absolutely mental and tries to wipe off even Mm. the smallest speck of water or it just lets the screen get absolutely covered in spray and i can't see a damn thing (laughs) like there's no middle ground why are they never i i feel like this might be a nissan thing because mine is kind of similar and it's probably for all we know it's exactly the same (laughs) algorithm and tech yeah i mean that's such a classic isn't it like auto stuff that kind of isn't really that great no is just so typical like you, you almost feel like some of them are like more than 50% of the reason why the feature is, exists is for marketing purposes rather than... Uh, I think so, you know. ...as actual function. That definitely feels like it's the case because it's just more of a hindrance more often than not because, like, I end up having to do it manually to kind of clear the spray, mm. put it back on the auto, and then it, like, for a good, like, 30 seconds, it'll go a bit mad kind of wiping off literally everything. Mm. And it's just like, oh, I don't want either of these things. <laughs> it's funny, like, I always feel with beyond the like drive itself of a car the features and software and functionality in cars is just just tends to feel like it's a quite a low standard like the mm. baseline is kind of low but i don't know if that's i don't know if it varies from manufacturer to manufacturer because when i think about sort of like premium german brands i feel like maybe the bar is higher and i feel like you don't realize it, but maybe kind of that's sometimes the distinction between some of the brands. And this mm. is sort of like the Japanese quirk, that, that sort of cultural quirkiness showing through in the mm. way that the features work or don't work. Um, yeah, in their I cars. think don't work is definitely more of the case because you, when you when you buy yourself like, you know, it's not an expensive car, but it isn't cheap either. You know, you expect the, the infotainment unit, as it were, to be responsive and quick like you would in sort of like a regular tablet. But they're right. not. They're, no. It's like using like an old, like early 2000 sat yeah. system. Like you press a button and you wait several seconds for an animation to sort of 
load up and yeah. then it actually starts to do it it's just really sluggish and responsive but but that's not really the point of owning the car like i don't own the car for that purpose if i no. wanted all that i could have just you know stuck a ipad to my old little peugeot and that'd right. be the end of it the, the drive itself is is just as comfortable so from since the last episode and now i've done two like long journeys mm-hmm. so i took the trip down to see you guys at the LAN, uh which is about uh 180 miles roughly and then I also took a trip down to a place called Spalding in like South Lincolnshire in the UK, which again is about 180 something miles, 185 miles. And I must admit, all those journeys to and from, I was quite comfortable. Like if I'd have done those in my old Peugeot, I'd have been kind of stiff and, and sore at the end of it. But I must say getting out of the Nissan at the end of all that, I was kind of relaxed, you know, mm-hmm. nothing, it didn't kind of wear me out doing it mm. anywhere near as much and i think partially that comes down to one pedal like braking system sort of mm. thing with the uh, the e-pedal and the like adaptive cruise control was really nice as well mm-hmm. and i know that these are more standard in more modern cars compared to like what i had but i think that definitely helped uh it made it a lot more relaxing of a drive have you had any uh sort of tricky to plan journeys off the back of you know needing to find a charger any any times i know you i don't think there's been any times that you've been stranded i think you would have already no. told me but any yeah. times where it's sort of been a little bit tricky to work out or you felt a little bit nervous about the the range you know the classic yeah. range anxiety thing well there was there was that one time now unfortunately and this is just sort of like fueling your negativity <laughs> towards getting one uh, it's the trip down to spalding uh, was a bit of a pain for that so i decided that i was going to stop off once on the way there but then have to stop off twice on the way back annoyingly because it's about 180 miles and the car does about 160 miles roughly Mm. Uh, in terms of range so if i stopped off halfway on the way there it was no problem but the problem i had was that when i got to the the place where we were staying this is only like a small town at best there were no public charging points within about 30 mile radius of the town Mm. other than like privately owned ones on like private property that you'd have to sort of maybe ask permission in advance to do which Mm. is just not convenient at all (laughs) so i got to the place we were staying at with about like 60 something mile range left and then i ended up having to do about 25 miles worth of driving sort of within the area to go to and from we're going going to a wedding so we're going from the wedding (laughs) to the reception to wherever else and all that sort of thing that sounds like it's getting tight (laughs) it was so we we ended up pulling away and we i left this the the town we were in with like 40 miles range Mm. and Google Maps reckoned that it was 31 miles to where I was going for the charging point. So it was really tight. Basically, if if there had been any problems at that charging point, yeah, you would have been, been stuck. Pretty right? stuck. Well, they said that on ZapMap, the little app thing that it used, there was another charging point seven miles away from that. So I possibly could have cruised into that with the two miles remaining on the estimated range mm. um, and been okay. But thankfully, it was okay. Um, the ZapMap app was really handy for that. It did tell me that the charging points weren't working correctly, but that's only because they weren't connected to the internet. So right. they were stuck on free then mode, which I didn't know they did. So if they can't talk back to home base, they just automatically go into free then to stop people from not being able to charge up at all. Oh, which I okay, think is really that's, good. that's good. That feels so, like a bit of a development. I'm I'm pretty certain it hasn't always been like that. <laughs> maybe not. But I actually had that twice. So I stopped off once uh, on the A1, like about 30 miles out from where we were. And then I stopped off somewhere on the M62. Uh, and that actually had the same thing as well. I got there and it was on Freevent. So I didn't pay for either of those charges, which was nice too. That was, that was nice. But yes, that was a little stressful. Uh, and I could see that 
causing problems if you were doing that journey more regularly. But I think that's almost more of a problem with the location I was going to. Because, like, for example, driving down to see you guys at the LAN wasn't anywhere near that stressful because there's plenty of charging points along that sort of area of the country. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, we looked at, I remember you talking about this before you went and like, you were like, look at the map, look at that map. Yeah. And it's like, there's like a void around yeah, where you is. were going. And it's like the only place in the country where there yeah. was this huge It's that void. or like the south of Wales. And that was yeah. it, like where there's no charging points at all. And the south of Wales is no charging point because it's just mountains. <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> so. because it sort of feels like it's the exception rather than the rule that mm-hmm. there is a sort of spot where there aren't chargers right yeah. and i feel like that is kind of obviously it's never going to go back the other way and we talked about this right the infrastructure getting better and better not it's not going to get worse and so it feels like it's over the like rule rather than exception if that makes it like it's got over yeah. that threshold where it's like most of the time it is fine but there could still be times it's not like never it's just rare yeah i guess it, it can cause stress even if you plan it can cause stress like it did for me mm. but it's usually okay yeah so the one other thing i really want to find out but i don't want to find out the hard way is what happens if the car reaches estimated mileage range zero does it just yeah. stop does it still allow me to keep moving if there is charge in the battery left it just doesn't know how much there is does it like warn me and give me like a a, a I kind of a, an emergency mileage allowance to get off the road. I don't know. I'm going to guess that there's there probably is more that it will give from zero, like after zero. There there will there's bound to be a little bit left. Yeah. There's going to be a safe a sort of safety cutoff to stop you damaging the batteries. Like they yes, aren't going to yeah. let you just drive them into to absolute empty. But there's probably like a step before that where it says it's empty, but it's still got maybe two or three miles left yeah, to just go. to get you off the road. Because you, know you know the thing about Tesla's, right, where they, um, in, in the event of a crisis, Tesla can remotely activate the cars to go through their reserve power. Right. Um, so they've that. done it a few times like they did it with like when there's been f- like forest fires in America and stuff like oh, that right. where you get in the car and the car's like you've got like an extra 40 miles over oh, wow. the normal range or something like that maybe not 40 that sounds like a lot but like you've got extra mileage so over you can the, get away and above yeah. so that if you needed it you could like it would potentially damage the batteries or like it would potentially reduce the life of the batteries but in that situation it's worth it it's yeah. worth the risk like if, if it means that you can you can safely go somewhere now that's i mean that's just a byproduct of like tesla and and the way that they do stuff like i can't imagine nissan ever doing that no but it's not still, in the same sense it just sort yeah, of but, gives you the the idea it's like zero doesn't mean zero but it does yeah. mean pretty much zero <laughs> yeah like you you aren't going anywhere anymore you are now going to charge that's yeah. what you're doing yeah but cool that's that's uh that's a good update it sounds like in general it's been pretty good you know you've done quite a few miles in it you've done a couple of long journeys um and maybe we'll have a future update as well to see uh, how you're getting on i think the next update will probably be to give my experiences on like the servicing side of things so ah, yes, when i come course, to my yeah. first service sort of like next year uh i'll let you know how that goes because Great. I'm still curious as to how that works because mm. it's all been paid for. So do I take it to a Nissan garage? Do I take it to an electric car garage? I don't know. Yeah, and we'll so. uh, no doubt update you on that in a future Octal FM soundbites. Not fairly soon because it's a while yet till your service, but uh, reasonably soon. <laughs>